This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I have my friend Jared Stein hailing from Brooklyn, Williamsburg, Willie B. Started out as CrossFit, now it's just Willie B. Could be anything. Willie B Fitness, right. Willie B Fitness and Willie B Coffee, and we're going to Willie B it. Yeah, we are. So we are. welcome to Halo Talks. I'm looking forward to talking to you on a recorded microphone. <laughs> oh, the other, every other conversation has been offline. Yeah, no, I'm glad to be here. <laughs> Awesome. So you want to just give our listeners a little bit of your background and how you've uh, kind of grown through the, the ranks and done yeah. some instructor sure. leadership yeah. roles, and now we're here. Okay. Yeah, cool. Um, so after college, my first job was on Wall Street via Hong Kong, right? So I was trading really weird Asian equities abroad. Um, got lonely, came back repatriated as the dollar was getting stronger, the world was collapsing. So mm-hmm. got my job back on Wall Street. Turns out I was very average at that. I was very average. Okay. Um, realized that my job would have been taken by a computer or someone who had a better connection. There was no need for me to be there. Got it. Um, so as those walls were closing in, gave me an opportunity to go to business school. Um, so applied, got in. Um, and while I was in business school, started teaching fitness. So I was teaching cycling at Five Wheel Sports, which I absolutely adored my time mm-hmm. there. Like that was so That was much early fun. days. Earlier too, days, right? yeah. 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 So I was there from 2013 to 2000, end of 2017. Yeah. Um, so that was super fun. While I was also at City Row um, as they were building a brand and um, they have a really great team over there. So it was such a really cool experience to watch them try to build a brand while I got to, you know, hang out on a rower and meet some really cool people in the space. Mm-hmm. And all the while, uh, I was working out for myself doing CrossFit. And that's where I met my business partner. And a few years into that, he got up and disappeared. I didn't hear from him. We were taking class every day together. Um, and my business partner, Greg, isn't the kind of guy who's going to shoot me a text and let me know that he's he bought an apartment in Bushwick and he isn't coming back. Uh, he, he wasn't that kind of person. He isn't. He, he still isn't. isn't. That. Still okay. Isn't. So but you know, he still does live in Bushwick. He still lives there. Okay, that's good yeah. to know. Yeah, and I still see him every day. But if he were to move, he wouldn't tell me. Find iPhone would not be something that like he would give you access to. Exactly. Got it. So okay. uh, a couple months later, he shoots me a Facebook message saying, "Hey, um, I have an office on 28th Street, actually right around the corner from here. Okay, um, can you meet for coffee? I want to catch up." It's like, sure, I got time. He pitches me the idea of opening a gym, opening a CrossFit gym in Brooklyn because the place that he was going to shut down and there wasn't a good option in his neighborhood. I completely dismissed the idea. I had no interest in running gyms. I was going to get my MBA and then go to the startup world and mm-hmm. do something in ops there. He says, well, what if I found the space and we just, it'll just be a cool thing for you and I to do. And I was like, okay, you find the space and I'll, I'll take a look. And so gives me a call a couple weeks later. We check out four spaces. I hate them all for mm-hmm. obvious reasons why a fitness space wouldn't work. And all of a sudden, like, my value was starting to present itself. Like, I was seeing things a little bit. You stopped him from making three mistakes so far. Right. <laughs> Two so, weeks. That's right. pretty yeah. damn so good. So he, uh, he calls me back a week later. He's like, I got the perfect space. Um, so I get on my bike, hop over the bridge. Now this is my second time in Brooklyn because my I've been here 10 years at that point. I had never been to Brooklyn. Right. And uh, so... She just heard good things about it. Exactly. Right. So <laughs> Probably not as far as Bushwick. Just like... It, yeah. I was just like, to the those, were, those were the cool kids with beanies were hanging right, out. Right, right, right. And I was not a cool you gotta kid. You got to kind of get dressed up to go into that area. Right. And here I, I find am. myself like having yeah. those anxieties. Um, I, like, I had the beard and the sweatpants and I, I, I was... I'm like, are these soul cycle shoes cool in Williamsburg? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool in Bushwick. Yeah, it's cool in Bushwick. Ironically, though. Ironic. Yeah. So we 
saw the space. I, yeah. I, it actually worked, and I loved it. And the rent was cheaper than my apartment, so it was like we can float this. Wow. Okay. Um, we did the construction in the build out ourselves, obviously to keep costs down. Open the doors. I'm coaching all the classes. Um, next thing I know, like we have a pretty full gym, and um, I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I was new to programming. I was new to running a business. Um, I was new to really coaching CrossFit at that point. I'd only coached, I don't know, maybe 50 to 60 hours under my belt, but I'd coached other modalities for thousands of hours, but right. this, this was new. And uh, it was exciting, and um, we had an opportunity very quickly in the first six months to, to kind of double our floor space by taking another gym six blocks down the road um, and, and expanding. Um, we what was had, that as a multiple of your rent in your New York City apartment? So is that average above or so th this space par? this space was three x the original spot. Oh, okay. So it was a bigger bigger float. So now it's a bigger yeah. decision for you when you were yeah. looking at it as a multiple of like shit. Right. Know? So we were looking at we were looking at rent. You know, you know that all of a sudden is now four x what we were originally paying, and we made the decision to do it because we did the construction ourselves again. Um, we got really good financing terms, so we didn't have to lay out a ton of cash. Um, mm -hmm. And the landlord was um, very reasonable with you know, how we were putting money down in security in terms of um, all that and helping us get our uh, PCE license, which is a big deal in New York City. And next thing you know, like, people started showing up again. And word was starting to get out. Um, our competitors weren't happy that mm -hmm. we were doing things a little differently. And, um, you know, a couple, couple months after that, we started thinking about, like, maybe what's the next neighborhood? And we thought we had a handle on what building gyms looked like. So we moved, we looked at Greenpoint, found a big space in Greenpoint. So, uh, you know, our first space is 3,000 square feet. Our second space is 3,000 square feet. This place is 6,000 square feet. Mm -hmm. um, so we got to do, like, traditional CrossFit gym in the suburbs look. Um, and unfortunately, no one showed up, right? So for the first eight months of that gym being open, no one came. Wow. Yeah, it was empty. And it was a beautiful It is a beautiful And you were running space. multiple. You were running two now. Now I'm running three. You're running right? three. So you Somewhere. kept the original one. Yeah, we kept the original. That was six blocks away from. Right. Um, people really like that feel. It feels like a traditional box. It's just it's okay. in Brooklyn, so it's small. So we had three. The two were profitable. One was eating away. So we were breaking even for a while. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was getting tiresome. So we needed to change it up. Um, had to learn a little bit about online marketing. Really understand what Facebook and Instagram ads looked like and what mm -hmm. they felt like and how they worked. And, you know, we made a decision to invest in a program that kind of taught us how to fish. Um, and that's kind of given us like the backbone and the skill set to, to really ramp up, you know, our, our Brooklyn operation. Um, then about a year later, uh, so I guess this is now February of last year, um, we had an opportunity to do our first acquisition um, of Bowery CrossFit, um, had a very strong community. The landlord was very positive about the gym being in there and mm -hmm. uh, the people that were in there. So it was a really good match from a cultural perspective from, like, these guys wanted to do CrossFit. I love CrossFit. We don't have to change much here. We're going to give them better programming. We're going to give them attentive ownership. So we, we made the acquisition. Um, and then right around then, that's when, that's when we met. Mm -hmm. um, and we expanded in, out of the CrossFit space and into kind of the general fitness space. And we um, acquired our first big box gym. 30,000 square feet, middle of Williamsburg. It's, it's like driving a cruise ship compared mm -hmm. to, you know, the Ferrari that a CrossFit gym could be. We're learning, we're, we're changing things up there and kind of dumping the traditional big box gym model on its head and how that gym looks, how it feels, how we treat our members, you know, no annual contracts, you know, initiation fees are 
almost non-existent with us. Cancellation terms are super simple. So we're trying to be as friendly to the customer as possible, as opposed to a place where you come sign up and then they don't keep track of you and don't care Mm -hmm. if you ever come back. Right. And then uh, we made our most recent acquisition at the end of the year. Um, So we acquired another CrossFit gym. So now we're at five CrossFit gyms and a big box gym and trying to expand our general breadth of, of the New York City fitness scene to Manhattan, Brooklyn, um, and whatever whatever comes next. And are you keeping the, uh, like, Bowery uh, CrossFit, are you keeping that or did you change it to Willie B? Yeah, so all of our properties are Willie B. So our, we have Willie B CrossFit and Willie B Fitness, which is our big box gym. But eventually the rebrand will be totally just Willie B, Willie B Fitness. And are you still teaching classes? Unfortunately, I'm not. So I had a... Um, step down as uh, everyday coach, um, okay. which, you know, it's good and bad. You know, at one point I was coaching 20 classes a week and I loved it, but it, you know, burns you out a little bit from an emotional perspective. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as the guy who owns the business and operates the business, there was a decision to make of where my dollar was better spent. Was it better spent hiring a coach who's just as good as a coach as I am? And then I can focus on other things or is it continue to coach because it's something I like to do, mm-hmm. you know, you know, there's, there's, pros and cons, right? I lose some of the connection with the, the members and the athletes that were there. Although I do get to see them on an everyday basis, but like coaching them and, and having that experience with them is a little different than kind of my my role now. Mm-hmm. So my whole exposure and understanding of the CrossFit community, and when I see people doing it for 60, 90 days, like the the level and the and the speed of getting results is is like nothing else, right? Just from a from a strength and self confidence standpoint. So when when you take a look at that and and you're an instructor and you see people, you know, changing you know mentally and physically over that period of time, and they're in relatively small communities, and you become like their guy, and they're and also their you're their friend. You know, it's not just the business relationship. It's probably more personal than it is business Absolutely. in this industry in general. So when you take a look and you say, okay, you know, we did that transaction where you, you rebranded the club in, in Williamsburg and now you potentially have the ability to have, I don't know, let's say five or 7,000 members, you know, but you know because you've been doing this for so long that it's that person getting results is what makes this a sticky, what makes it a good business right. and makes it, holistically worthwhile as well. Like, I don't want to take money from you if you're not going to show up. Like, yeah, it's great for my business model. It sucks for me in what I'm trying to pursue yeah. as like, a, you know, to, to change the world in my own little way. So how, how do you think about, okay, I'm running a big, bigger box gym, but I also know like at the end of the day, if I get, if this person gets results, they're telling to at least 20 people and I'm going to probably sign up half of them. So how do you think about that? And how do you get comfortable with not having the ability to touch everybody? But maybe there's there's technology or there's there's culture that does that. Yeah. So specifically with the big box gym, the the environment that we're trying to create um, is to give the members the the most variety in their fitness that they can possibly have. So, you know, do we have the most machines in New York City? Absolutely, hands down. I I've seen the manifest of every gym in this town. I mm-hmm. I know I have more machines than everybody, but I also have power racks and belt squat machines and, you know, reverse hypers and GHDs and like all the different things that you can only find in certain specific gyms. And we, we brought it to everybody. Mm-hmm. And what we're seeing is that one, the members are super responsive. Um, new equipment breeds questions. So our trainers get, have an opportunity to engage 
right? Which is which creates that stickiness because maybe I don't have the relationship, but they do. Like our mm-hmm. Fortex have the relationship, our our trainers have the relationship, and we've built a really nice Group X program with instructors who, you know, come from you know kind of my formal training as a as a boutique instructor, know the kind of the ins and outs and the intricacies of this new equipment, the new product offerings, so we can you know, give value to the most amount of people around. And with that said, like there's a cultural change, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can't have, you know, the planet fitness where you're giving pizza to people because you're trying to get them healthier. Like that, that's not who I am, right? Right, sure. Um, and we also don't want, you know, there's a really great gym in Union Square, Complete Body, right? It's a bunch of guys who want to throw around big weights. And like that's when, when The Rock comes to town, that's where he goes, right? Because it's a really good gym for mm-hmm. guys like The Rock, right? But I'm, I'm somewhere in that bell curve, right? So there's boutique fitness gyms and, you know, CrossFit can sort of be in that in that realm that want to market to the the 5% on the, on the end of the curve, right? Mm-hmm. So... And then there's the, the other 5% of the curve on the other side that are unwilling and don't want to be in there, right? I want to create a gym space that the, the 90% can come in, enjoy the space, get the results they want, and, and give them a space that they're proud of being in, right? Um, and I think that's where, you know, unfortunately, town sports kind of slipped, right? Mm-hmm. Where, like, you walk in a, unfortunately, a New York sports club in anywhere in New York City, and you're kind of like, that's kind of gross, right? And so we put a, a serious emphasis on what the space physically looks like, how clean it is, mm-hmm. um, how our employees greet people, right? The, so, like, the the things at the margins that you can really, really control um, create a better environment and experience for everybody so that there is some stickiness and they do want to be in the gym. Gotcha. So, as you look to, you know, what you wanted to do coming out of business school to where you are today, um, and, and obviously you've got the a growth lens of the way you think, um, how do you look at deals and say, okay, I'm going to do this deal. I'm going to digest it. I'm going to turn it into exactly what I want it to be. I might be able to take two weeks off if I want and come back and hopefully the place looks relatively the same without maybe just need some water bottles. Um, you know, how, how do you kind of slow yourself down, but also understand that like, Hey, you know, if something's going to grow, like I can't, I can't hold it tight. Yeah. So, um, can't hug it. Right. So from a growth perspective, you know, I've seen how companies in my world have behaved. The flywheels, rumbles, soul cycles of the world, where they come out, raise a bunch of money, and they come out guns a-blazing. They just start acquiring locations, right? And what happens, right, is you spend a couple million dollars on your build-out, and you can't get the talent that built the base business, right? So instead of growing one at a time, they grew 50 at a time. Um, I saw that and, you know, there was some capitulation in the market, right? You know, we just saw Flywheel, right? My former employer, who I love dearly, right, had to a, had a close a bunch of studios, right? Yep. And yeah. it was, it was, it's unfortunate because it's a really good product, right? But they, they kind of, you know, overshot their skis a little bit. Um, so when I look at deals and when I, when I think of my growth model, it's, it's how do we do this one at a time? And how do we make sure that like, okay, one worked so I can do two. Two worked, now I can do my third. Mm-hmm. Third worked, I can do my fourth, right? And putting the players in place so that when I do take two weeks off, that I feel confident that like, okay, I got a good squad. My team can handle this for two weeks. If there's an emergency, they know where to get me, but like they won't, they won't, right? Because mm-hmm. they're 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 trained, they're competent, they they know what to do and when to do it. Um, and then, you know, as we grow, it's it's more of a matter of like, you know, one our success is going to be defined by our bank account. We're going to, we're going to know if we have cash on hand to make an acquisition. Mm-hmm. And 
we were a debt-free business. Um, we take a lot of pride in that, right? Um, mostly because we don't want to be over-levered because um, then no one makes any money, right? Sure, sure. Um, and then the second is we, you know, look at acquisitions where there's been a management slump, right? So we look for bad managers in great spaces, right? So, you know, in the case of Bowery, right, they had a great community. CrossFit's a great product. There's not going to be a bigger cheerleader on the planet for CrossFit than me, right? The efficacy speaks for itself, as, as mm-hmm. you were kind of alluding to. But the owner was, was tired of CrossFit. He moved to Florida to work on his other business. And he had a guy in there that was looking after, looking after the property for him, and mm-hmm. no one's going to care ever as much as the owner. And you saw that, and things were slipping. And so we took a look at, at the books, and we're like, oh, you, you made a little bit of money by accident this year. Like, you, you, you slipped into the positive. Like, how did this happen? Oh, okay. Like, you had, like, a membership spike or some coach took time off and it reduced your payroll. So we look for management slips mm-hmm. um, on communities that are really strong. And okay. then we come in and, uh, you know, try to come up with a, what the, the book valuation is and we'll then compare it to what, if my team was running it, what, what, it, what could it look like? And so if the delta is... You know, in our idea, you know, 15 to 20% on OI, higher, um, we, we make an offer. Um, if it's not, we, we pass, right? We had a, you know, we've passed on um, two deals, you know, at a, you know, in my head, they were the right thing. You know, I wanted them out of, out of hubris, out of yeah, wanting sure. to, to be in the market, um, to, to show the world that, like, Willie B is here and doing it. But, like, doing anything out of pride is, is really, really a dumb could be a dumb business decision. So, um, you know, I'm very lucky that I have a business partner who's the yin to my yang and was like, hey, man, like, we both know this doesn't make sense. So let's gotcha. let's do things by the KPIs mm-hmm. that we've set forward. So a- as you look at the footprint that you have and, you know, for people that, that want to look online, you know, you've got you've got Brooklyn, you're going into uh, the city. Yep. And, you know, how, how often you as the co-founder of the business, how, how often are you in all the locations and what's kind of your you know, your regimen or, or how do you touch, touch into each one of these on a daily or weekly or monthly basis? Yeah. So, um, I, I try to do three gyms every day. So, um, it, it's on an as need basis. I go to my, I go to the big box gym every day because right now it's, it's the baby that needs the nurturing. Mm-hmm. Um, I do my own personal workout at, at in Greenpoint every day with my, with my team. We do it because our, our, as a team, we, we genuinely like each other. We're, we're friends. Um, mm-hmm. We're also colleagues, and we also love CrossFit. So we get to do that together every day for 90 minutes. And, like, that's our – let's put down our phones. We're not talking about work today or at uh, this moment, and let's just get a good workout in. And then, you know, depending on, you know, where I'm needed, you know, I, I, I try to touch another one of those gyms, you know, in, in the afternoon or evening, depending on – a multitude of things, right? Um, if I need to do a coach's evaluation or I need to help with a sales meeting or a meeting a vendor or we have a photo shoot, you know. So every day is a little different and it's kind of like the beauty of the job. But yeah, it's, you know, as we as we expand, that that notion becomes smaller and smaller, right? I'm not going to be able to to do that. That That's not a scalable, you know, routine. Um, but I think we're going to operate like that until we have a couple more permanent full-time employees doing things that can take, like, can take it off my plate. Like if we had a full-time marketing person, mm-hmm. right. And I didn't have to write the copy for the emails, right. Sure, sure. It's one less thing I need to do and I can be 
somewhere else doing something else, right? Gotcha. Um, but every, you know, that's the exciting part of the job. So when you look at, at the um, you know, number of people that you could touch or, or the, the people that are interested in, in CrossFit versus the reach that you have in, in Williamsburg, you know, what, how do you think about the acquisitions besides the financial component to it? Do you, um, do you say, hey, this, this area needs, needs CrossFit or here's a CrossFit here and it's underperforming and, you know, I, th- this community, like, uh, deserves yeah, so, a Willie B? So, so the latter, <laughs> right. So I think Greg and I are done building brand new gyms. Okay. Um, the space is crowded. I'm, you know, I'm not blind to it. There's 15,000 affiliates globally. Mm-hmm. You know, in New York, in the greater New York area, there's, you know, a couple hundred Right, so it's a crowded space, and I'm not blind to that. What makes us different is that I I just do it better. Right, right. Um, so gotcha. our management team is better, our programming is really strong, our hiring process is different, um, and we're not a mom and pop shop anymore or a pop and pop shop anymore. Um, so we look at we look at those communities that like deserve a Willie B, mm-hmm. um, and then you know highlight the gyms that are underperforming, Got it. and then you know try to serve them the best we can. So what? Uh you know, besides having the yin and the yang of your partner maybe keeping you out of some deals and you keeping him out of some bad leases, it sounds like. Yeah. What well, what are some of the other things that you'd you know when a, when an entrepreneur comes to you and says, "Hey, I'm going to build a business in the Halo sector," and you say, "Look, this here's a couple of quotes that you need to live by," or yeah, here's some things you're about to see that you've never sure. seen before. So first thing I do, and this comes to me quite a bunch, I tell people not to do it because it's it's it, it's all it all sounds good until you got to do the work. Right. And, you know, no one knows when you come into the Halo space, like your workout, you don't get to work out anymore. Mm-hmm. I, went, I went seven months without being able to do my own workout. Right. That's, that's nuts for a fitness nut. I love working out. And it pained me <laughs> that I couldn't do it. But like my business needed some nurturing. Yeah. No one tells you that stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a, a list, a litany of things they don't teach you in business school. Right, that you know, any entrepreneur, pretty much everything, everything, everything you need right? to know. Yeah, right. So they didn't teach you. But I, I tell them, I tell them one not to do it, yeah. and then they're like, "Well, I'm going to do it anyways." I'm like, "Okay, well then, there's no halfway." I was like, "You're either in or you're out. You do it or you don't do it. There's no try." Right. That's what Yoda right. said. It's like I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it on the weekends, and I'm yeah. There's no, there's no halvesies, right? Yeah. There's no well, I'm side starting hustle. Two companies at the yeah, same there's, time. There's no side hustle, right? <laughs> if if you want to make it in this space, like, there we're, we're past the point of reinventing the wheel, right? And I guess, I guess you don't know what you don't know, and I don't know if anyone's going to come out with like the next spin bike. But I don't, maybe. But yeah. it, it's not a thing right now, right? And if you're going to differentiate yourself, you have to understand before you open those doors, before you even put a penny into this thing, why are you special? Because you're mm-hmm. not a unique and beautiful snowflake, right? right? You are just like everybody else. And I tell people there's there's three types of people in in business and in the space, right? There's innovators. There's imitators and there's idiots. And you have to decide which one you want to be, right? Because if you're asking me for advice, you're probably an idiot, right? I'm not the smartest guy in the world. I outwork people. But you went to business school. Right. Oh, <laughs> despite conventional wisdom, right? <laughs> um, and, and they're like, well, which one are you, right? And I'm, I'm, I'm an imitator, right? I didn't invent CrossFit. I didn't open the first right. box. I saw how, you know, the guys who I learned from did it. And I, I thought they did a great job. And I took from what I, you know, Learned. I went to 80 different boxes around the country, around the globe, yeah. um, and saw some stuff, right? Yeah. And, and I was fortunate to have a great business partner. I was fortunate to make a really, really couple great hires in the beginning. Um, and, you know, 50% luck, 50% hard hard work, right? I made some luck here. And, um, you know. Well, you're kind of like an innovator's, um, like, polisher. 
you know, maybe something like that. Yeah, right. Like the best shoe shine guy in the country. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? Right. I in didn't a good invent, way, I didn't not a it. bad right, way. Right, of course. I didn't invent it, yeah. but I just do it better than everybody yeah, else. You're not yeah. imitating it. You're basically saying, hey, you invented that. Let me actually make right. it sit. And there's a couple There's a couple groups in the country that, that do it similar to me, like the guys at NC Fit in, out, out in California, right? Mm-hmm. Jason Kaliba's team. Like, they, they crush it. They're, like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to chase them to, to get as excellent as they are in everything they do, mm-hmm. right? But, you know, when people come to me, I'm just, I tell them straight up, I'm like, don't do this. It's not, yeah. you know, you don't, have the, you don't have the stomach for it, you don't have the heart for it. And they're like, how do you know? I'm like, because you had already done it already, you wouldn't have asked me. <laughs> right? Words to the wise, don't ask. Yeah. Stein, any questions. Just do it. If you don't want to know the answer. Y- yeah. Well, well, if, you know, you wanna, if you want to talk to you, start the company, put a 90-day follow-up.cc timer on. Yep, And then exactly. hit them up after it started for advice. Right, and, right. Look, I've already opened the doors. This is where I screwed yeah, up. And now I have the right to talk to you because then I listen to podcasts, which is good. It right, means they actually right. did their homework yeah. on you. Yeah, that's, awesome. that's, that's true. Awesome. So so as you go forward in, in 2020, we've got a new decade. We've got new opportunities here. You know, where are you looking to spend your time and where do you think – you know, there maybe is something that's like a, a new twist to what you're doing or maybe just back to the basics of like get people results. Yeah. So I, I think the, like I said, I always come back to the efficacy of CrossFit. I want to make sure that like that's our bread and butter, that pays our bills, like that that, that program is sharp, our our coaches are sharp and, and our people are getting taken care of and, and seeing those results that they, they want, right, mm-hmm. or that they need, I should say. Um, in terms of personally, like I need to transition from – a guy who operates a gym to to an actual COO, right? And I've been I've been playing that game for a while. I've been imitating a COO for a while, and I really need to like lock those skills in, right? I'm mm-hmm. I'm not a spring chicken anymore. I've been in the business for a long time. I know exactly what I'm doing, and I need to behave like it, right? And like I'm a guy who I don't use a calendar. Like that's that's really silly, right? Mm-hmm. It's really silly. That's a dumb thing to do, and I know I need to get better at it. Um, and there's a handful. We got of those we got calendars actually. Right. 2020 win loss <laughs> yeah, calendars. Right. We'll get so, you one after. Yeah. So you know, nice it, plug. It, right. Um, so those are those are those are kind of things I'm, I'm working on personally. Yeah. Um, and, and spending a little time, better time getting getting more organized. And, and I've never been a details guy. That's why I have Greg. Right. I'm a I'm a I'm a let's get it done. I'll figure it out, and we'll, we'll trim the margins as we as we move forward. Yeah. Um, I need to be a better details guy. Um, in terms of the business, you know, there's a couple acquisitions that are front of mind. Um, but that can't be the only focus, right? I, I need to make sure that, you know, my, my six babies are in good health, um, mm-hmm. that they're making money, that my people are happy. My, my staff is happy. My, my team is growing in the right direction. Um, and then I can, I can take another look at, um, you know, either, you know, raising some capital to, to pick up five more gyms or 10 more gyms mm-hmm. or, or, you know, picking up CrossFits that, that need my, my TLC. Gotcha. Great. Well, I'm excited we got to uh, be on the uh, be on the recorded uh, audio here yeah, for people too. that are looking forward to being uh, potentially contact you or I. Yeah. And the homework they need to do. And uh, will he be to continue to grow and, and affect a lot of people's lives and do it the right way and do it methodically and not uh, not just put them out there because, uh, you know, it's uh, it, it, they will come. Like, let's go go where people are and yeah. who needs you. Yep. And exactly. they'll pay. To pay. So... To, uh, to spending next year, we'll, we'll do a, a sequel to this. Absolutely. We'll get on your new calendar. Yep. The win-loss we'll, calendar. Uh, you check, we'll <laughs> check and make sure you're taking notes, and we'll, uh, you know, we'll get some COOs in here to, like, quiz you on, like, oh, best I would, practices. It would be I would awesome. Lo- I would love that. Awesome. All right, man. Well, thanks for uh, being on the show. Thanks and for Happy having New me. Year. Yeah, happy New Year. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah.